We are on the top of Yevamos Ayn Gimel Amabay 73b. And we are discussing the similarities and differences between Truma, Meiser, and Bikurim. Uh, just a quick review. Truma is produce that you give to Kohanim. You have to give a certain amount to Kohanim every year. Um, and that has a certain level of holiness associated with that. Meiser is, is referring to Meiser Shani on years 1, 2, 4, and 5 of a 7-year cycle. We are currently in the Shemitah year, which is the 7th year. Then we start the cycle over again. So in years 1, 2, uh, 4, and 5, there's something called Meiser Shani, which is that you have to take 10% of your produce and eat it. You get to eat it in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem. Now, parenthetically, on years 3 and 6, there is something else. There's something called Meiser Ani, which is that you would have to give on years 3 and 6 of your produce, you would have to give 10% on years 3 and 6. Um, but Meiser Shani is years ones, <coughs> excuse me, 1, 2, 4, and 5. Bikurim is really in the middle. Bikurim is in the middle. It has aspects of Meiser and it has aspects of Truma. It's the first fruits. It's the first of your fruits, first of the produce. And you have to bring it to your Shalim. You do bring it to Jerusalem. However, you have to also give it to the Kohen. So you have to do both. And it has aspects of both. Not only does it have aspects of both, we'll see that even in the Psukim, even in the verses, it seems to connect it to both in the verse itself. Uh, so let's see this inside. So we mentioned that there was a dispute between the first opinion and Rabbi Shimon, between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Shimon, about how closely related Bikurim was to Meiser. So the Gemara says, Amar Mar. What was one of those issues? It was Vasurin Le'onin. According to the Tanakhama, according to the first opinion, both Meiser and Bikurim are forbidden for, to eat or, or by somebody who is an Onin, somebody who uh, just lost an immediate relative. Their death just took place. That's according to the first opinion. Rabbi Shimon, Matur, Rabbi Shimon says, no, it's true by Meiser Shani such a person cannot eat it. But we, we don't make such a strong connection with regards to Bikurim. Bikurim is not connected as to Meiser, except with regards to the fact that you have to bring it to Jerusalem and you have to say something. Besides for that, it's not connected to Meiser. So how, what's the, what, what are they arguing about? Minolahu. How do we, what, what's their, what, what are they arguing about? Because the verse says, the verse says, It says you shouldn't eat in your city. It's referring to Meiser Sheni, the Meiser they have to bring to Jerusalem on years 1, 2, 4, and 5. They have to bring all of this to Jerusalem. And it says, not only this, but at the very end, it says, Utruma Sedecha. And also your Truma, your donation. What is that referring to? Truma Sedecha Elu Bikurim. It's referring to the Bikurim. So in the same verse, which says that you have to bring Meister Shani to Jerusalem, it also says you have to bring Bikurim to Jerusalem. So the first opinion says, it means that they're very much connected. It's Bikurim Le Meister. Ma Meister Asr not Bikurim Asr Just like Meister. Uh, and owning somebody who just lost an immediate relative that day, they're not allowed to eat Meiser Shani. So too, they cannot eat Bikurim. Such a person would not be able to eat Bikurim. What does the second opinion do, Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Shimon says it's allowed for Bikurim. He holds no. Rabbi Shimon, Truma Karina Rachmana. He says, what are you talking about? It's true, it's in the same verse. But what is the, refer- the Torah itself? How do they refer to Bikurim? They call it Trumas Yadacha, the Truma of your hand. It's connecting it to Truma, not to Meiser. It calls it Truma. True, it's in the same verse as Meiser, but it calls it Truma. According to Rabbi Shimon, it is really much more connected to Truma. 
Just like truma and onain, somebody who just lost an immediate relative that day, is allowed to eat truma, so too they're allowed to eat bikurim. It would be allowed. And with regards to the second dispute, v'chayav and bebir, we mentioned that when it comes to Maeser Shani, Maeser Shani, once uh, the three years pass, one, two, and three, those years pass, then uh, towards Pesach time of the fourth year, you then, if you still have Maeser Shani, you have to burn it. If you have truma, you have to give it to the Kohen. Make sure to give it to the Kohen. Fulfill the mitzvah. But if you still have Maeser Shani around, you have to burn it. You have to burn, you have to burn the Maeser Shani. So do you have to burn the Bikurim around that time? If you still have Bikurim around, you have to burn the Bikurim. So the Quarant, the first opinion, yes, it's exactly like Maeser Shani, or very similar to Maeser Shani. Umutar, Bechayav and Bebir, Rab Shimon again says no. Rab Shimon Potter, Rab Shimon says no. There's no concept of burning it. And it's the same dispute. Mar Makish, Mar Lomakish. According to the first opinion, Bikurim is connected to Maeser. According to Rab Shimon, Bikurim is called Truma. It's much more connected to Truma, not to Maeser. Okay, that ends that uh, specific discussion. The Gemara now, it continues to elaborate on our, uh, uh, on some of the things that we mentioned with regards to the Brisa. Uh, so we mentioned that uh, with regards to Meiser, with regards to Meiser Shani, the produce that you bring to Jerusalem on years one, two, four, and five, we said that they are unique and different from Truma. In addition to the list in the Brisa, there are two other differences. Uh, as the Gemara says, what are these two differences? Number one is that you're not allowed to burn it when it is Tameh, when it becomes impure. When it comes to Maestro Shani, you cannot burn it, even if it becomes impure, for your own benefit. And just to explain that, Maestro Shani, the produce... You're not allowed to, you, what you have to do with it is that you have to eat it. You have to eat it, you have to drink it, or you could anoint yourself with it. Um, and you're not really, you're, you're, uh, this is a subject to dispute, but let's say you're not supposed to burn it. You have to really use it in its proper, in its proper way. Uh, eat it or, or drink it or anoint yourself with it um, to use it as some sort of cream. Um, so therefore, if it became impure, you're not allowed to eat it anymore. You're not allowed to eat it. But what could you do with it? Are you allowed to burn it? Could you turn it, let's say, into oil and burn it? Uh, so the Gemara here says, no, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to burn it. Even if for, you can't use it for your own pleasure. For anything else, you can only eat it or drink it. But now that it's impure, you can't use it even for that. But you also cannot burn it. You can't burn it just because it became impure. That's what the Gemara says. So... And this might also apply to Bikurim. If you connect Meiser, Bikurim to Meiser, so this would also apply to Bikurim. But that's different from Truma. That is something which applies to Meiser but does not apply to Truma. Truma, which becomes impure, you are allowed to burn. And number two is that if the, uh, the, the produce itself becomes impure, then when it guards, with regards to Meiser, it's for sure you're not allowed to eat it. Everybody agrees you're not allowed to eat it, whether it's Meiser Shani, whether it's Truma, you're not allowed to eat it if it becomes impure. But for Meister Shani, it's a negative commandment. It's viewed as a negative commandment. With regards to Truma, it's not viewed as a negative commandment. So it's different from Truma in that aspect. So the Gemara will explain what is the source really for Meister Shani. Before we even get on to Truma, the Gemara right now is explaining what is the source uh, for Meister Shani. Minalan, how do we know about both of these halachos? Ditanya, it says in Abraisa, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, it says in the verse, by Meiser, when you bring Meiser Shani to Jerusalem on years 1, 2, 4, and 5, 
You have to say something called vidui maestros. There's a paragraph that you say that you fulfilled everything. It says lo viyarti, a lot of different, a list of things that you did in order to fulfill and, and perform the mitzvah properly. Included in that list is lo viyarti mimenu betame. I did not burn it even when it was impure. It was impure. I couldn't do anything with it. I couldn't eat it now that it's impure. Not only, but I kept all the mitzvahs and I didn't even burn it. Bein shani tame vuhu tahor. Bein shani tahor vuhu tame. Whether I was impure and the produce was pure, whether the pro- I was pure and the produce was impure, either way, I am not. I, I did not burn it. Um, so that's that. That's uh, that's the source to the idea that you're not allowed. They're not allowed to burn it. So the Gemara then says, "Fine, that's the first halacha. What about the second halacha, the second law, that says that if you were to eat it?" And it is impure. Not that you are impure, but the produce is impure. Then for Meiser, it's like you violated a negative commandment. So where do we find that there's a negative commandment associated with eating the Meiser Sheni when it is impure? Any uh, Odea? I don't know. So the Gemara says, what do you mean you don't know? Let's figure this out. Tomas Hagov If you are impure, if you became impure for whatever reason, so that's explicit in the Torah. If you are impure, you are not allowed to eat my sushani. The verse says, It says that if a person became impure, um, he cannot eat from the kachim until he goes to the mikvah. He has to go to the mikvah first. Um, so that's explicit in the Torah. How do we know what's the source? That not if you became impure, but if the produce became impure. How do we know that if the produce became impure that you're not that there's a negative commandment that you're not allowed to uh, eat from that produce. How do we know? Because the verse says, It says you're not allowed to eat in your gates, literally, in your cities. You have to bring it to Jerusalem. So that same word, is also used later on. That there's certain... Carbonos, uh, so certain sacrifices which can no longer be used because let's say they, they had a blemish and now you're no longer using them. So it says, the verse says that in your gates you're allowed to eat them. The person who's impure together with the person who's pure, they can eat on the same table. They're both allowed to eat on the same table, the person who's impure and the person who's pure. Why? Even if they're sitting on the same table, they're using the same plates. We are not concerned. He says that we're not concerned. They're allowed to both eat on uh, on the same on the same table. The one who is uh, pure and the one who is impure. Why are we not concerned? They're eating on the same table. So the reason why we're not concerned is because what what is the concern? Let's first figure out what is the concern. The concern is that you have two people. One of them is pure. One of them is impure. So the impure one is going to touch the food. Make the food impure, and then the pure one, the one person who's pure, is going to eat the food. He's going to eat impure food. But the point of the, we're not concerned for this because okay, so what? Let him eat impure food. It's not a problem. You have to be pure in order to eat uh, food that is viewed as kadosh, as holy. If it's brought as a sacrifice, this isn't brought as a sacrifice anymore. It had a blemish. Uh, it's you redeemed it. It's no longer viewed as a korban, as a sacrifice, and so it's fine. Eat it in a state of impurity. It's not a problem. Uh, it, it's only when it has a certain level of holiness that it's being used in some context of, let's say, the base of Migdash, of Yushalayim, 
So then you would have to be pure. Uh, but here, it's, it's, no, it's just like re- regular any other food. And so therefore, you're allowed to have the person who's pure and the person who's impure. They can eat together. Even if the pure person eats something which is impure, it's not a problem. That, that's what it says. Uh, and then the Gemara says, So that over there uses the word Bisharecha, in your gates. In your gates, meaning in your gates, when you have this uh, food which was supposed to be used in the base of Mikdash, but it's no longer being used in the base of Mikdash. So in your gates, so then that's when you are allowed to eat it. Even the person who's tall, or even if the person who's pure, he's also allowed to eat that which is impure. Even if the food becomes impure by the other person, he's still allowed to eat it. But but then the verse by Meister Shani says, you're not allowed to eat it, Bisha'arecha, the same word in your gates. So in your gates is referring to the same context as what it says later on. This is where we're explaining the verse here. We're expounding upon the verse. And so just like over there, Bisha'arecha in your gates means when the object itself is impure or it, there's a chance, there's a good chance that it'll become impure by the other person who's impure. So then, to, <laughs> so to over here, it's saying, It doesn't just mean you're not allowed to eat it in your city and you have to bring it to Jerusalem. No, it also means you cannot eat it in the same context that you normally eat food in your, in your gate. Usually, the two of you can eat together on the same table, on the same plate. There's no halachic uh, problem with that. However, over here, there is a problem. What's the problem? Uh, the problem is they can't eat it together because the one who's pure has to eat only... If he wants to eat Meister Shani, it has to be pure. Lo Sukhal, do not eat the produce if it's not pure. That's essentially what the verse is saying. It's not just saying in your in your city. True, you have to bring it to Jerusalem. But what it's also saying is that Lo Sukhal, you're not allowed to eat it when it is Bisharach, when it's in your gate. Meaning, when it is... Norm- normally, we would assume that it is impure. And so therefore... This is the negative commandment. The negative commandment here is telling us, do not eat it when the object itself is in a state of impurity. And so that's true for Maestro Shani. That whole verse is in the context of Maestro Shani. And so for Maestro Shani, there is a negative commandment to eat the Maestro Shani when it is impure. The Gemara, in the next recording, uh, will discuss Truma. How do we know that Truma is different with regards to both uh, halachos? How do we know that Truma is different? And we'll get to that uh, in the next recording. Just to point out, this idea of people eating together or not eating together is uh, the source for the idea of making sure that if, let's say, one person is eating meat, the other person is eating dairy, that you need to have some sort of separation. If in any scenario there's uh, a concern uh, that you, that one person will eat from the other person's food or because they're eating on the same table or the same plate, uh, so then you have to... You have to show that there's, if there's such a concern and it's not allowed, let's say one person's having meat, the other person's having dairy, so you have to show some separation, some form of separation. That's a whole question. What, what type of separation do you need? But you need some sort of, uh, you need some, some symbol, something to be there to show how we're not really uh, together, how we're eating separately, that you cannot take from my food and I cannot take from yours. So this has practical relevance, has practical ramification. Uh, with regards to two people who are eating together, uh, and let's say one person's having meat, the other person's having dairy, uh, so then you need to have some form of a separation. We'll continue uh, with this Gemara in the next recording.